The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Here we go at 3.07. It is our monthly edition of Fit After 40. Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joining us. That's quite the outfit you have on today. Oh, yeah. I decided to <laughs> rock the funky socks. Tell yeah. me what I've seen a lot of funky socks today on social yeah. media. What is it all about? Well, March 21st, so 21 is for the 21st chromosome, which, uh, of course, when things go wrong with that one in particular, it's ends, uh, somebody's born with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, we are representing Down Syndrome today and telling the world about it by wearing our funky socks for World Down Syndrome Day. Did they just have the fashion show or is it coming No, up? that was a little bit ago now. I think yeah. that was, yeah, it was in the fall. So oh, that was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And we're proud to be uh, employers of, of two gentlemen that have Down Syndrome. And it's been a wonderful experience. And one of our partners has a beautiful little boy who has Down Syndrome yeah. as well. So shout out to Finn. He's, he's just an awesome guy. Hey, Finn, if you're listening. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Um, and it's one of the things that I um, that I really love about uh, leading edge physiotherapy. Um, not just uh, the work that you do there and the environment when you go there. It's it's not sterile and scary. It's actually quite fun most yeah, of the time when yeah. you're you're having treatment done. But is your commitment to the community? I know we weren't going to talk about this at all, no, but that okay. is something that's really important. Yeah, to you. and we're proud of that. And you know what, though, uh, these guys they add to that environment. I'll tell you, they've just been nothing but a benefit. They're uh, they're just outgoing guys. They they fit right in. In fact, uh, if anything, uh, they uh, make fun of me quite a bit, <laughs> which I, I deserve when I'm around anyway. So wearing the shorts and socks was nothing but uh, a perfect way to celebrate the day. Awesome. Well, let's talk about, you wanted to talk today about osteoarthritis and exercising with it. Now, first yeah, off, you bet. what is osteoarthritis? Yeah, well, let's, let's tone it down and not get too medical okay. on it. But it, it, essentially... If you've had an injury or if you're aging at some point, you're likely to have some form of osteoarthritis in the body. And essentially the the term we the other term we use for it is degenerative joint disease. And it affects the joints and okay. particularly the cartilage or the covering of the joints. And th- that cartilage plays some important roles. It it needs to be smooth to allow the proper gliding of the joint. Uh, it also needs to be cushiony in order to provide some uh, cushioning for when you're, you know, weight bearing and taking uh, impact, like mm-hmm. jumping, for for example. Uh, it it also is very important as far as just that proper functioning as far as pain goes, because when it goes wrong and that's not allowing that f- smooth gliding surface or that impact kind of cushioning, then we're obviously going to face pain and, and have other consequences. Grant, is there a difference just between plain arthritis and osteoarthritis? Well, you know, the term arthritis just means joint inflammation. Okay. And there are, uh, you know, don't quote me on this, but hun- several hundred different forms of arthritis. Um, rheumatoid arthritis yes. would be a common one that mm-hmm. people would know of. So, uh, but osteoarthritis is a very specific type of arthritis that we're talking about. And it's one that's really common in 
in uh, just all of us uh, over 40. <laughs> so, of course, we thought since we're talking fit after, after 40, 40, why not? Let's talk uh, about a, a subject that, yeah. uh, of course, we're all going to have to deal with. The most common areas that it affects are the hips and the knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as many out there are aware of, because they're waiting for perhaps a knee replacement or a hip replacement, it's also the number one reason why people face those kind of surgeries in the, in as they age as well. I... I, I I've had knee surgeries out yeah. the wazoo. Yeah. It's 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 welcome the, to the land of osteoarthritis. Yeah, and actually, I was told when I was very young that I was already starting to have some arthritis develop. Yeah, actually, I was really quite young, and I looked at him like that's a that's an that's for when you're old, not when you're in your teens or your twenties. Not true. Uh, it, it can form. It can start earlier on. Absolutely, with uh, trauma to a joint or with early wear on the joint. There's a lot of different imp- things that can impact it. So, is it just the pain, or is it um, you know, sometimes when you straighten that knee out and something yeah. flops around in there, like how do you know it's that the it's function. arthritis? Um, so you know, you ultimately would know that it's arthritis through a proper uh, diagnosis and assessment, but um, you can find it is something that does show up on a plain x-ray mm-hmm. because what they can see on an x-ray is the surfaces of the bone. They can also see the space that's between the two bones that's supposed to be there. And uh, as an example with the knee, as the, as the cartilage wears away, the two bones will get closer and look closer together mm-hmm. on films. The other thing that happens with our with osteoarthritis as as the disease process progresses is not not only does the cartilage become thinner but the body will actually start to pro, pro, um, create bone where it's not supposed to be. So we form these things called osteophytes and they're little kind of chunks of bone that are actually growing where the cartilage used to be. And those will obviously cause pain, but they also prevent the normal sliding and gliding and movement of the joint. So we see it in the clinic usually through a loss of range of motion in very specific patterns. So the knee, for instance, won't bend as far as it should. It might straighten better, but not bend. Uh, It doesn't go to the same range of motion as somebody might want. So you might have trouble getting down and up and down off the floor as an Mm. example. And you look at that knee and it can present as swelling and inflammation, but it also can just present as loss of movement (laughs) for a person. I know you're laughing because you're probably sitting there going, that's me. Yeah, you've just diagnosed me again. <laughs> Our Fit yeah. After 40 show is really should be, uh, what does Jalen Jalen has a lot of things wrong with her body. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. Um, so, and, and hips as well. I, I, I yeah. see knees as something that's obviously a lot of people do end up um, hurting their knees. Hip replacements, we know people have hip yeah. replaces, uh, replacements after, uh, often as well. I, I don't in my mind think of hip injuries right but they you know what is it just uh, the constant it movement? can be an injury but it also can be wear and tear and okay. weight bearing on that joint uh excessive motion on the joint when you're taking it beyond its normal barrier so athletes who are doing yeah. exercise that's uh, repetitive beyond its normal motion can can lead to the osteoarthritis in the joint you can also get it from other processes uh some people are born with uh, shallower hip sockets as an example um and that can lead to it prematurely as well so okay. so yeah. before we get to talking about the exercising part of this. Is there anything that you can do if you're maybe 20 years old right now or 30 and you don't want to get arthritis, osteoarthritis in your knees or your hips, is there anything that you can do? Yeah, I mean, prevention is the is obviously the thing that everybody is looking for, that magic bullet. And is it out there? Where everybody's looking for it. I think we, we do want people exercising. We know that uh, the movement on the joints and proper flexibility does help keep those joints healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we certainly know that excessive 
you know, impact on the joints is going to lead to problems down the road. So are injuries. And although they're inevitable, how you manage them immediately and shortly afterwards can play a role in whether or not and how severe the, the osteoarthritis is later. And so, weight. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably, that's a, that's a really important one to bring up is managing your weight. Um, Mm -hmm. It definitely uh, has a big impact. Now, here's where I like to get into the topic of weight though, is some people, because they get pain in their joints, let's say it's the knee or the hip, they're unable or they they don't exercise because they're in a lot of pain. And then what happens, of course, is they start to gain weight. And then they're told, well, you need to lose weight, but it's a vicious cycle mm-hmm. because it's so painful to exercise. Then you don't, and then you gain more weight and it puts more more wear and more weight on that joint, which leads to more osteoarthritis. So you can see, I could keep talking yeah. in circles yeah. as to the impact that this has. And so one of the most important things with that is getting people to exercise, increasing their, their um, aerobic and anaerobic capabilities so that they can lose weight without having that impact on the joints. There are definitely things and activities that are better suited to that. Swimming Obviously compared to running. running. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got it. Although, you know, certain types of, you know, slow, deliberate running in certain circumstances can even be okay. But also there's other technology out there that can help with you running with less weight on the joints. Hmm. So you bet. Uh, you hit it on the head. You're kind of, you know which way this is going. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk. Okay, so you have osteoarthritis in your knee or in your hip. How do you exercise? Exercise. Grant has answers and tips for you after that as well. If you have a question for Grant, 630-630, text them in. If we have some time, we'll get to them. We'll be back right after this. It is Fit After 40. We are talking with Grant Fedork today from Leading Edge Physiotherapy about osteoarthritis in the hip and in the knees and, and what it is, but when you're moving forward, because you know sooner or later you want, you want to keep doing something, or maybe you've put on weight because of it all, that sort of stuff, how do you exercise with it? We, we kind of touched on the fact that maybe some things are much better than the others, like swimming compared to you know long distance running, obviously. Yeah, yeah and it depends on exactly where you've got the, the osteoarthritis. You can get it in most joints, any, mm-hmm. well, you can get it in any joint, as a matter of fact. You can get it in your back. You can get it in your shoulder, <laughs> elbow, uh, wrist. You can have it basically anything, anywhere where you've got cartilage, you can get osteoarthritis. So it's about being specific for that joint. What it is, what are you trying to accomplish? The overall thing that we're trying to accomplish with somebody with osteoarthritis is is exercise, is activity, trying to get them active. For the various reasons that exercise is, is beneficial for everybody, it's really important for people with osteoarthritis. And then the question is, how do you do it without it being so uncomfortable? <laughs> so that's where we've got to be specific as to the problem. So as we, as we were talking off air, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite recommendations is to get people in the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know we have pools scattered throughout Edmonton. They're excellent facilities. A lot of them do offer aquatic therapy kind of or exercise classes that can be very beneficial because you know swimming for instance for somebody with osteoarthritis in the shoulder might not be the most effective use of the pool however with somebody who's got some knee osteoarthritis swimming can be very Mm -hmm. good especially doing front crawl so being in the pool provides such uh, benefits as buoyancy it unweights the joints when you're in there because the water helps to obviously unload those joints you also get something called hydrostatic pressure so the water itself applies pressure to the joint which helps to 
to reduce or keep the swelling down, huh. which can be a problem with people with osteoarthritis. And then obviously the water also provides resistance. Yeah. So when you're moving within the water, you're actually doing strengthening as well. Anybody who's, you know, swam, or if you look at these uh, athletic swimmers, you look at their bodies, and a lot of that is just from swimming. Uh-huh. That's how, how well they can maintain their fitness. One of the things, too, if you're thinking, oh, no, I don't go in the pool, I'm not a great swimmer, you, you get those those bands or the, the, the buoyancy bands that's that you right. can put around your yeah. waist or whatever it is that will help you, whether you're doing water walking that's or swimming, right. it's yeah. great. People who love to run who can't run anymore, yeah. they can get in the water and wear a belt, and, for instance, and run and do some water running. Uh, but just even the exercise in the pool. So there's a lot of exercises that you might be told. So as an example with the hips and knees, one of the really important muscle groups that we focus on, well, two, are the glutes. And everybody is hearing about, anybody who's been talking about injury and recovery will be hearing right now about the glutes. The glutes have been important forever. It's not a new fad. (laughs) They've always been important. But again, it's really uncomfortable to do exercises like step-ups, as an example, or uh, lunges. Mm -hmm. If you've got arthritis in those joints, well, if you're doing those in the water, it feels better. It unloads the joint. So when you're doing it, you're able to actually do that exercise. And if you lose your balance, you're just falling over That's into the right. water. You only, yeah, what's going to go wrong? <laughs> as long as you can swim or somebody's there yeah. to lift you out of the water. But the same thing as the quads. The quads are a really important muscle group as well. And so those are exercises that we're also um, trying to challenge by doing squats yeah. or doing lunges. Same thing. Those kind of exercises, if you picture at home, you can do those in the water and it's less impact. It's less pressure on the joint. It's going to feel better to do the exercise. So you're still getting the benefit of strengthening the quads or the glutes or the hamstrings. You really are aiming for uh, major muscle groups without that impact. And so uh, obviously that's why I've gotten such a big... uh proponent of the water. I had found after my knee surgeries that um, working on my my uh, my quads, my hams, my glutes did a lot for stability. It was it Essential. was it was really remarkable what a difference it, it made in in my legs. That's right. And with osteoarthritis and other other injuries on those joints, one of the first things that goes is your your proprioception, which is your ability to know what the joint is doing. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens is you get inhibition because of the pain, so those muscles kind of want to just let go and they're no longer firing the way that they're supposed to but we need to challenge them so how we want to challenge them them is in a way that doesn't evoke pain so swimming is how you're going to suggest anything uh, else yeah, yeah using the using the pool or no other non-weight bearing exercises can include the bike as an example oh, yeah. somebody with a knee problem uh, that we don't want getting on the uh, you know obviously doing some running can alter their exercise program to get on a bike the bike is great because it allows the knee to move through a freedom of ra- range of motion if you're having trouble and you've got a knee that doesn't bend all the way you can raise the seat. If you put the seat up a little bit higher, you'll be able to get your knee to go and you can slowly start to lower the seat as you get more range of motion and you're accomplishing two things. One, you're increasing your cardiovascular exercise, but at the same time, you're getting more range of motion. So you're kind of doing a mobilization exercise for yourself. And we had talked about the elliptical, where the elliptical can be good is more for the knee or the ankle, um, but not necessarily as good for the hip. Sometimes, depending on the elliptical, the ellipticals have changed over time, but the ellipticals of old really hard on the hip. Okay. The, the nowadays elliptical is a bit more of a functional movement. So. Grant, is there anything else that you want to talk about osteoarthritis with? Because we have some questions here No, for let's you. hit the questions. Okay. I'm good with that. Um, 
about the sciatic nerve. Any opinions on sciatic nerve and also any opinions on glucosamine? Okay, so on the sciatic nerve, I mean, the sciatic nerve, we've all got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's being impacted, so we get the term sciatica. Really, the answer to that is that's just a description of where the pain is going. We still need to figure out what the diagnosis is with the sciatic nerve. Is it being compressed somewhere along its track, meaning anywhere outside the spine and down? Or is it being? Is there one of the nerve roots that mm-hmm. be, it's being impacted? So, for instance, with osteoarthritis, as your joints and your spine get closer together, there's less room for the nerve root to exit the spine. So that can contribute to those sciatic symptoms. So you may have a problem with osteoarthritis. Again, as far as sciatica goes, that just describes where the pain is. A couple of people wondering about glucosamine. Right. And so glucosamine, the current, you know, Here's my take on it. The the studies out there are variable. The duration of taking it before you're going to see a benefit from taking chondroitin glucosamine or glucosamine is about six weeks. And if you take it for that period of time and you're seeing a benefit, here's the common sense advice. Keep taking it. It's probably <laughs> going to do you good. Uh, what effect it's having is it's really a precursor to the cartilage as well as okay. cartilage is uh, chondroitin. So that's where that's the proposed mechanism. Uh, my advice, like I said, try it. If you're going to try it, try it for six weeks. If you're seeing a benefit, then it's worthwhile taking. Uh, 32, in decent shape, but played sports all my life and a few too many bar fights. Now I struggle with spinal stenosis and nice. arthritis in my lower spine. Only thing that seems to help is steroid injections, but I really don't like it. Suggestions. Yeah, um, so steroid injections are, are important because they reduce the inflammation around those joints. When you've got stenosis, it's what I described earlier. It's where the nerve doesn't have room to exit from the spine. Now, steroid injections on their own, really what they should be is a uh, an, an adjunct or something that's going to help a person to do the other stuff, which is what we're talking about today. So whether it be swimming or walking mm-hmm. and definitely an exercise program aimed at strengthening the muscles in and around the back. Uh, done out of order. So if somebody's got osteoarthritis in the back and they try just doing the exercises to strengthen the back and that's found to be unsuccessful, it doesn't mean that those exercises aren't going to be beneficial. Sometimes you need to reduce the inflammation and you get a steroid injection as an example. Now that that inflammation's reduced, your body's going to be more amenable to doing those exercises. So revisit that. So if you've had those injections and they've been successful and you haven't been doing the exercises because before they didn't work, you might want to consider doing them now. If you have a question for Grant, you can type in uh, leadingedgephysio.com and click on the link that says Ask the Physio. Uh, Grant is great at getting back to you for uh, all of your questions. Uh, Another edition of Fit After 40 in the books. Time flies. That was a good one. Good (laughs) questions, everybody. I love them. Keep them coming. See you next month. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.